before and I think there's more boys at camp no no there's definitely more girls here definitely more girls here so we thought we'd do just a little test just to see if there was more boys or more girls so I was wondering if all the boys on the count of three could say We were wondering if all the boys could say in their loudest, manliest voice Kia ora! Okay, wait, wait, let's do it Let's do it on the count of three One, two, three Kia ora! Um. Tash, I think there's a slight problem here. I just realized some of these boys' voices probably haven't dropped down low enough. Okay, so ladies, after the count of three, we're gonna go. Kiora! Wait, 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 wait. Too eager. This may sound like some of the boys just now, actually. <laughs> One, two, three. Definitely more girls. Definitely more girls. Okay, Definitely thank you. Girls. Hey, uh, we know you're really hyped here tonight, but um, we just actually wanted to take a moment and just say thank you and honour you guys. Um, we just feel really humbled and really privileged to have had so many of you come up to us and thank us for sharing our messages and for sharing with us what God's doing in your heart. Um, it's just meant heaps to us, so we just wanted to give a special shout out to you guys for that. Yeah, and I'm just going to basically repeat what Tash said. I'm just going to reiterate that, that, yeah, I'm really touched by those of you who have come forward and given me a high five and said hi. And, um, yeah, we're nice enough just to share what's been going on over the last couple of days, so thank you. Awesome. Hey, thanks, guys. Um, tonight we are going into um, one of our final messages. And, um, oh, can I get that door back up on the stage just as I'm sharing? Um, I get pretty bored sitting in church myself. Uh, I get quite bored listening to people, but I love stories. Sorry, there's just a few people just ruining it for everyone. Um, I love stories, and if you've noticed, uh, a lot of my messages involve stories um, because I just love stories. So tonight, uh, we just are going to share two simple stories with you so you guys can sit back, relax, and feel like this is Sunday evening story time. I'd like to share with you a pretty amazing story. 
It was about a time that I had a group of friends from Auckland um, that I met through a missions trip. Uh, they asked me if I wanted to go on another trip to them to Vanuatu. And so I had this um, opportunity in front of me where I could go to Vanuatu, but the only problem was the only problem was um, I had one week to come up with $1,500. And when they asked me on the phone if I could give them an answer in a week, I said, look, I've actually only got $500 in my savings. And so what I'm going to do this week is I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask God to do a miracle. I'm going to say, God, if you want me to go on this trip to Vanuatu, then I'm believing that you're going to give me $1,000 in one week. So this is what I prayed. And, and I really had strong faith. I really believed that God was going to give me this $1,000 by the next Monday when they needed an answer whether, yes, could I go to Vanuatu. And so every day I prayed, Lord, please, please just give me $1,000. Like, I really want to go on this missions trip to Vanuatu. I really want to go. So the Monday came round the week later, and this is what I thought God was going to do. I believed that God was going to do a miracle, that I would go to an ATM, I would put my card in, I would check my back balance, and there would be an extra one digit just sitting there, beautifully, like, oh, you're going to Vanuatu, <laughs> just like this heavenly moment. And so I was really excited. It came around to just an hour before I had to give an answer. I went to this ATM machine. I put my card in and was very disappointed that there was not an extra 1000 sitting in my account like I'd prayed. And so I was thinking, I was really gutted, but I thought, that, that's okay, obviously, I'm just not meant to go. So they call me up an hour later, and they ask me, are you able to come on this trip to Vanuatu? And I said, look, I'm really sorry. I prayed, I asked for $1,000. I don't have the money, so I can't go. And they replied to me, well, we actually have some news for you. We just had someone call us up this afternoon and we've been given $1,000 to give to you to come on this trip to Vanuatu. <laughs> so God didn't answer the way I thought he was going to answer, but he still answered my prayer. So I had this amazing time in Vanuatu. But on the way back, something terrible happened. I don't know about you who have traveled on um, an airplane before, but going through customs, I get really nervous. Even if I know that I have done nothing wrong and that I don't have anything illegal on me, when I have to walk through that beeper or put my bag through the beeper, I am just so nervous that there's going to be something illegal on me or in my bag. And so this particular time, I'm coming back from Vanuatu, and I'm going through customs, and my bag 
shows that there's something illegal in my bag. So there is, they're kind of showing me on the screen and there's this like mark at the bottom of my bag and so they're pointing to me and they're saying, what's in your bag? And I'm like, nothing's in, nothing's in my bag. I've just been to Vanuatu, I promise. Yes, I did pack my own bags. And so they're frantically searching and going through my bag. They're searching for about five minutes and they can't find anything until... After about five minutes, there's a very small back pocket that goes down very deep. So this lady puts her arm into the bottom of the pocket and she pulls out a very small apple. <laughs> so, what happened is I took a New Zealand apple to Vanuatu and back to New Zealand. But because it is illegal to bring fruit into New Zealand, I got fined $200 for a very small New Zealand apple. <laughs> Now, some of you think this is really funny, and I can understand for you that it's really funny, but that's, not, that's because you weren't the one that had to pay $200 for an apple that was already from New Zealand. And so, obviously, I'd broken the law, and the price had to be paid. But something really amazing happened in that moment. While I start crying because I don't have $200, this lovely man in the photo here who was um, on my team, he went up to the counter and he paid the $200 for me. Like I said, I had broken the law, the price had to be paid, but someone else kind enough came along and they paid the price for me and they set me free from $200 fine. And this tonight is the story of Easter. You see, we have all sinned. And there's a verse that says, for the wages of sin is death. The price that we have to pay for our sin is death. But what happened is Jesus came along and he said, over my dead body, he literally said, over my dead body, and instead of you having to pay the price for your sin, which is death, which is eternity and hell. He said, I have come and I have given you a gift and you may now have eternal life forever in heaven with me. You see, we all have to pay for our sin. But what Jesus did, he was an innocent man. He was the only person on this earth that hadn't sinned. And this is the price that he paid 
over 2,000 years ago. He was whipped, he was beaten, and he was then nailed to a cross. And when he was nailed to a cross, it wasn't easy. Just because of the, he was the son of God, it wasn't easy. When he was on that cross, he cried out and he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then he died. And the enemy thought he'd won. He thought, ha, 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 I have killed the son of God. It is over. It is over. He thought he had won. But three days later, two women, they went to the tomb where Jesus was buried. And Jesus wasn't there. He wasn't there because he had risen again. He had risen again and he had defeated death. He had defeated sin. And he had defeated the enemy. I'm going to say it again. He defeated death. He defeated sin. And he defeated the enemy on that cross. And why did he do it? He did it for you. His gift for you is eternal life. I'm going to invite Curtis back on stage, and he is going to share another story with you, <laughs> a very, very unfortunate story about a friend of ours. Yeah, it's really embarrassing. This is a very, very embarrassing story about a good friend of mine who's actually here. <laughs> but I'm not going to be able to tell you his name, because that's not very fair on Josh. But hey, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you anyway. There was this friend. And he was over his friend's house with some more friends. And he was at the back of his garden, right at the back of the section, and there's this huge septic tank. And Josh's, Josh's oh, my friend's friend's mum told them that they weren't allowed to play by the septic tank, but they thought they would do so anyway. So their friend said, come on, look at this. Took him to the septic tank. There's this huge, concrete, heavy manhole cover across the top of it. They push it back. It's very heavy, they push it back. And look in the hole, and in the hole, there's lots of poos and wheeze. And my friend is just looking down at the poos and wheeze. And he's like, wow. So many poos and wheeze. You'd think he'd seen poos and wheeze before, but apparently not this many in one place. So his friend said, quick, we have to put it back. Mum's going to find out. He's like, okay, but wow. So many poos and wheeze. <laughs> so, he says, come on, we have to go. So they start pulling this manhole cover back over the top of the hole, when all of a sudden, 
the manhole cover falls in. What a Which would be okay if that's all that fell in. <laughs> but my friend was still holding on to the manhole cover. He went right down in amongst the poos and wheeze and had a real good close look at them. His friend panicked. He ran to his mum as my friend crawled out of the septic tank and he was standing at the hall looking rather messy. So all of a sudden, around the corner, come his mum, running towards him. She could see what he looked like with all that stuff all over him. And she must have been thinking, ooh. As she ran closer and closer, she opened up her arms. He was distraught, he was crying, very upset. And she just embraced him. Like, like, a, like an amazing mother would do. And this right here, guys, is just a moment and a picture of what Jesus does for us. In all our mess, poos and wheeze, he opens up his arms regardless of what we're covered in. So as he was standing there, he obviously had to be washed down. So the mum grabbed the hose, decided to spray him down, and then he was clean. And that, again, is just another amazing picture of what Jesus can do for us. He paid the price for us, and he washed away all that mess. Cool, thanks, good. <laughs> Awesome. So two stories. The first one, the price had to be paid, and Jesus paid the price for you. And the second story, you know, we are all covered in mess. We're not perfect. There's stuff going on in our life. But no matter what is going on for you tonight, Jesus' arms are wide open, just like they are on that cross. And he's here to embrace you and to love you and to put his arms around you. He's here to say, um, I'm here to give you a second chance to wash away anything that you have done to give you a gift called eternal life. And so I started the, um, the first night uh, with this door and that Jesus is standing at the door and he's knocking in your heart and he's saying, let me into your heart. Let me into your heart. I stand at the door and knock and anyone who lets me in, I will come in. And so tonight again and all this weekend, he has been knocking on your heart. And he's been wanting so much for you to say, yes, you can come in. 
And so tonight, I want to ask you the question, do you want to let God into your heart? And there's going to be three different responses that we're going to have tonight. The first one is maybe you're here and, um, and you've never asked God into your heart. And tonight you have felt God knocking on your heart and you want to ask him in. It says there's a verse in the Bible and it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you just say, yes, I believe, and you confess with your mouth, then you will be saved. And so the first, the first uh, response tonight is for those that have never asked the Lord into their heart. Tonight God is knocking, and he can't wait to meet with you. The second is for those who maybe you have opened up your heart to God before, but then you closed your heart again and you, your heart became hard. But tonight you want to reopen your heart back to God and connect with him. And the third is for those that you just feel like actually this weekend God is doing something in your heart and you don't know what it is. And when God does stuff, when God moves in our heart, sometimes it's that our heart's beating really fast. Sometimes it's that we feel overwhelmed with a sense of joy or a sense of peace. Other times we feel overwhelmed with a sense of sadness, maybe because of stuff we've done, or I don't know why, different reasons. But when God moves, we have different emotions that come up, and sometimes we know God's doing something, but we're not quite sure why. So we want to invite you to respond so you can talk that through with the leader. So we're going to have a response in a minute, and what we're going to do is if you want to respond to three of those things, we're going to invite you to come forward or to the sides with a leader, and then what's going to happen is the boys are going to go to the old gym, and you can have a chat and pray through this with your leaders and give your heart to the Lord, and the girls are going to go to the dining hall. So if everyone just wants to close their eyes for a second... Lord, we thank you that you are here in this moment right now. Lord, that you love each person so much. And Lord, this weekend we have just been hearing over and over and over again that you are chasing after each person in this room, that you are knocking on hearts and you just can't wait to have a relationship with us. And so Lord, if, if you're speaking to anyone here tonight, Lord, Lord, I pray that they will have the boldness to respond to you and I know it says in your, word, in, in your word that heaven rejoices over one lost sheep that comes to you. Just like that song, Reckless Love, Lord, that you will recklessly do whatever you can, even to the point of death on a cross, that you may have relationship with us.